Well, wow. Two mighty men of God right here. Mighty woman of God. Oh. Praise the Lord. God is so good. <clears throat> I told Wasani, I'd been thinking, I, want, I wanted to call and see if we could meet somewhere. I just have been wanting to spend time with Katana. I have not, we've just not, he lives in Texas now, and he's six hours away, but we just have not been able to spend any more time together than when he lived in Washington. How many of you are glad that 2012 is over? <laughs> this has been a tough year. and uh, But God is so good. God is faithful. He is so faithful. And... <clears throat> You know, just looking at these three right here, it, it is so encouraging. I mean, I, a week ago, these would be the last three people I thought I might have seen this Sunday. Uh, and here, Gatan and Wasani just show up unexpected. And, uh, you know, don't don't just write things like that off as coincidence or accident. God knows. He knows what we need. And the very fact that you guys are sitting here looking at me in person today is extremely encouraging to me because it tells me that God knows. He just knows. And so... Um, I want to just, I, can I be, I'm just going to be selfish today, okay? I want to hear uh, from, from both of these men. Uh, I want to hear from Wasani if she's got something to say. She's like E.F. Hutton. If she said, I mean, when she says something, you better listen. Because she doesn't say much uh, publicly, but when she does. So I just want, I want to give honor and place to them. And for me, if for nothing else, I, I want to hear what, I just want to hear what, what's in their heart. Um, you know, when I met Pastor Kamara for the first time last year, um, was it this year? It was this, okay, it was this year. Gosh. Uh, okay, it was. Well, I'll, yeah, tomorrow it won't be last year. <laughs> April of this year, uh, and we we drove back from Houston, and I was taking him to Austin, and just just hearing his testimony, you know, I just asked him, "How'd you come to know the Lord?" And it's like when I first met Gitana, I I remember uh, Gitana shared his testimony, and, and I know Gitana doesn't like to share his testimony, um, 
and I understand why he he really wants to give honor and glory to the Lord. But um, when you shared your testimony with me the very first time I met you, and I don't know if you remember, we we met that night at Christ for the Nations, and then we went out to lunch the next day. And I'm sitting at the table, and he's sharing uh, with me. It it was it's just like reading. It just it's foreign to us here because we don't live in that world. Um, but yet it was so incredibly encouraging. Um, and so, without any further ado, Pastor Kamara, will you come and just share uh, share a little of your testimony? And or, or if you feel as God leads you, if there's something else that's on your heart to share, just come and share that. And then I want want Gatana Wasani to share also today. And and we're just going to hear what God has to say through these men. And uh, Amen. Pastor Kamara is from Liberia. Liberia is in West Africa. Ethiopia is in East Africa. Just to give you geography people a, a heads up. Praise God. I would like to sing this song unto the Lord before I share my testimony. Because I'm a living evidence that God is real. He's alive, that He saves. I am saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. I am saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. I am saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. I am saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. I am saying thank you, Yahweh. Thank you, my Lord. I am saying thank you, Yahweh. Thank you, my Lord. Hallelujah. I'm Oxtranio Kamara, and I'm glad to be here today, seeing you in person. And it's divine by God. I'm from Liberia, West Africa, and I'm glad that I'm saved, that Jesus saved me, and today I know the Lord. Liberia is a country that went through a lot of crises. For 14 years, we had a civil war, a rebel. And a lot of life was sticking. And God spelled my life many times from bullet. And God spared my life many times from rebel. That I fell in the hands of rebel and the guy said, Kill him. I want to see his blood. But God spared my life. 
And it was within the world that I got saved because I was born from a Muslim family. And being a Muslim, but God saved my life. And I gave my life to Jesus. And I told giving my life to Jesus, it was just all. But the day that I gave my life to Jesus, and I went back home, I was excited. I experienced a joy that I've never experienced. Being so excited and telling my dad, oh, I have given my life to Jesus. He said, what are you talking? He got angry. He said, do you know what you're talking about? And he used the word that they have deceived you. You are not to be a Christian. And then he called my family. He called his brothers and the family and they said, okay, this means something that I don't think agree with our faith. And right in the meeting, they asked me, we are going to give you that option if you want to be part of us or not. We want you to deny Christ right here. And I said, no, I cannot deny Christ because I have seen the truth and the truth will make me free. And my uncle beat on me. And he asked me for the second time. I said, I stay sin for what I see. You know, the scripture said, with much tribulation and trial, we will enter the kingdom of God. If, if, if you actually go through um, uh, some trial and tribulation and true, you get born again, your salvation is solid because you don't just feed and inherit it. Because some people feed and inherit because they were born into the Christian family. But, you know, going through what I went through made me to believe that God is real. And then after that, I refused to deny Christ. And then he said to me, you are going to be nothing. You're going to be useless. Nothing good will come from out of you. But later, I got to discover that the scriptures in the limitation, who has said it, it came to pass when the Lord have not ordained it. I said, okay. And then the next word he used to me, he said, I'm not going to take care of you. Jesus is going to pay your school fees and do everything and take care of you. I said, okay. It will be the cause. But I will stand for what I believe now. And he pulled me out of the house. However, God took me through and everything. And I saw a lot of things in the world. A lot of things happening. Life taken away. Life was destroyed. And God kept me. 
But I know that I was chosen from the foundation of the world. I know that God knew me even before I was conceived in my mother's womb, as he said to Jeremiah. And I know that God have a plan for my life. And finding and discovering the purpose for which I was born, it was one of the things that ever brought joy to me. That ever brought joy to me. And today, I can tell you that most of my family members are not safe. And even not just only my family member, but his wife, she's safe. My dad's wife safe. And I'm still praying for him. And I know that God is softening his heart somewhere because he has visited my church twice. He came, he sat in the congregation. Though he have not publicly confessed Jesus Christ. But he saw my life and after years and he saw my life and one day he called me and he said, I'm sorry because I could not fulfill my responsibility. But I saw that Jesus already took care of you. And I cannot deny it. And I cannot deny it. And I can see it. And he confessed it. And a good part about it, because my hometown is dominated by Muslim. There is no church. And now they are not asking me to go to start a church. And he said, we will give you land to start a church. If even we don't come, he used that word. We will tell people that they should go there. Hallelujah. Praise God. And one of my uncles, when I left from here, he, he passed off. But before he could die, he called me to pray for him. And he told me, I believe the God that you serve. Can you pray for me? And I pray for him after two days before he died. But this is a man that never wanted to hear about Christ. And most of them are getting saved. Praise God. But we went through a lot that some, we cannot just tend to explain it. Because it was terrible what we saw. Life was destroyed. Properties were destroyed. People was buried alive. And one of the amazing part, I knew that God had a plan for my life. What I was saying, and I was shot, but a God. But God was so faster than the bullet to remove me. Even the God could not believe it while I was alive. They would have known that God is never too late to redeem a man. He's faster than a bullet. Hallelujah. So I believe that God had me for the purpose. 
And because of what God did for me, and I make a vow unto the Lord, I said, I'm going to serve you all the days of my life. And I'm going to live by faith. I'm not going to do no other work, but just your work. And that's what we are involving to mission. We go from village to village and town to town and just ministering the world. Praise God. But I believe standing here is divinely by God because I got in touch with Pastor Jeff. When I got a guy number, a pastor number, and I was trying to call the pastor, and I died the number, the pastor number. But he answered the phone. So I don't know how he switched. And when I called the name of the pastor, he said, no, I am not him. And he called his name. And God said, it's divine. And that's how we started communicating. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it was not by men. It was divine by God. And so I'm so excited to be here today. Seeing you people be able to share, you know, what God is doing and what God has done. But I want to encourage you that you stand firm in the faith. Know the God that you serve. What a persecution, no persecution, be firm. Because I believe that there'll be time the persecution will rise up. Faith in God to sustain you. In the maze of abundance, save God. In the maze of nothing, save God. Because God is looking at your faithfulness. And God is looking at your trust in him. And he wants to manifest in you. And he wants you to be a representative for him. Praise God. Like Pastor Jeff was sharing with him this morning, it's not just about motivation, it's about revelation. It's about the poison of Christ because he's the hope of glory. But God has been so faithful to us that I can tell you that he protects, he guards, he saves, he leads, he directs. If we trust him, he can make you for nothing to something. That's part of what spoken that you were man to nothing. But not what God says. What God says 
is what we stand. Praise God. He will never leave you, nor forsake you. He will never leave you, nor forsake you. He will never cast you out, but you will always accept him. And I just thank God for what God is doing in my country. Because that's part of the world we went through. Now we have peace. And I can see God trying to revive the nation. And I believe it's through your prayer and the prayer from many Christians around the world. And God is raising people. And God is transforming the nations. And many are coming to the faith. Many are coming to the faith. But there is a need to keep praying for Africa and countries that are into war in Africa and countries that are went to war in Africa. Because I've seen the manifestation of the enemy. Sometimes when I think about it, now my eyes are open and I know that the devil, actually he came to steal, kill, and to destroy where I have seen children were placed in a way and shoot it up. Life. I see what bury people alive. Well, they have cut neck of people and just set it on the table. Well, I see it. The devil just destroying life. And that's what the church needs to awake. The church needs to awake. Awake to mission. Awake to fulfill the great commission. Because I believe that God have called us as light of the world. And light become important and significant when it is in darkness. If we have a lot of light here, no need of light. But if there is darkness here, then there is a need. Of light. And I know that God is going to reward us for every work that we are doing. And I believe that God is bringing people together, breaking the quarter line, breaking the limitation. No matter what color, our God is not a God of color. He's a God of purity. So purity is not a color. When it is black, it's pure. When it is white, it's pure. When it is blue, when it is blue, it's pure. So I believe that God is a God of purity. And that's what God is bringing us. 
together. And and if you see that, you know, like he was saying, this is West Africa, East Africa, and South Africa. I mean, three different nations, three different regions representing here today. And three is completion. Praise God. I mean, God is doing something, or is about to do something here in his church. You don't have to look at your size. Because I believe that Jesus actually had many, but he did with 12 men. And the 12 men had torn the world around. And sometimes God about to do things. He don't need multitude. He just need few people. You may be thinking about the fantasies, but I believe first is God. Nothing is going to be or going to stand as a limitation of what God is going to do through your life. Praise God. In Pastor Jeff, I believe that God is speaking to you through the sons and through what you're saying. And if you really ask God and pray, God is going to reveal to you clearly what actually he's trying to say to you. But I see a greatness and I see a spirit of humility. And I see God raising you up above what even you imagined. We are going to the end of the year. But I see God Beginning from 2013. I can see that God is giving you a deeper revelation. And going to give you a more deeper revelation. That he's going to use to impart the life of many. Hallelujah. So I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful giving me the opportunity. You know to share with you. To share with my Brothers and sisters, we are one in Christ. There is no denomination. If we get to heaven, there is no Episcopal, there is no Pentecostal. Only those who govern are watch in the blood of the Lamb. The sins of God. If we get to heaven, there is nothing going to be Division. We are one. We are one. And I believe that God is going to welcome every one of us. Not because you are a pastor. He said, welcome that good and faithful servant. So I believe if we can be the servant of God, God is going to welcome us. Hallelujah. So, Bring a greeting from my church, from my family, from my wife. And God has blessed me with a beautiful wife. He has blessed me with two sons. And one is from Palachika and another one. We have to adapt him because of his condition. 
and he's our son now, so that all we have, have two sons. <laughs> Hallelujah. No distinction. But God is doing it awesome things. And I'm from the Revival and Miracle Center. Because what I believe that God is going to release a great revival again before his coming to gather his people together. Praise God. God bless you. And before that, take the mark. I was sharing with Pastor Jefferson because of what we are involved in. Because for me, mostly, I'm, I'm in a city where I have a church, a pastor, but I do most of my work in the interior because I believe going. And right now, like as I said, God went speaking to us to go back to our hometown where there is no church. Now God has given an open door. So we've been praying about it and we believe in God to launch that. And as I was sharing with him, I said, one of the prayer and desire that God will bless us with a vehicle, a Toyota 4Runner, use one because of our rules are not paved to able to help us. And God have already started, you know, bringing people who have started donating already to see how we get one, you know, because we must be on the law business and we must do the law business just as Jesus said. You know, I'm going to be about my father's business, not for myself. You know, so I will need to pray along with me. God will give me the grace and the strength to do what he wants me to do in Jesus' name. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Hallelujah. Pastor Gitana. Thank you. Uh, some of you, you know me, and some of you knew for me, and uh, this church is my, my church, our church, and this is home. That's the reason just why we came just without giving any notes or anything. Anytime we can walk to our family home. We don't have any problem. That's what we do in Africa. And nice to meet you, brother. And uh, um, uh, I know your new president also. And uh, I know William Tolbert. When I'm very young, he came to Africa, to Ethiopia, to start the African Union. And... Uh, I played with her when she was in Washington, D.C., and we are the one who sent her. And we have a prayer group which is praying for the problem of Africa, and uh, the Lord really gave us a big, a big a victory on that, uh, to put this woman to be the president of Liberia. And uh, I'm really... Uh, uh, happy to see him and also I'm really uh, you know uh, what I told you many of you you hear me when I said we saw people buried alive my cousin was buried al my cousin daughter buried alive in Ethiopia I walk with the dead body of my friends just walk like this and passing them and, uh, you know, the Lord saved our life. 
for many years, I'm not understanding why I am still alive. That God gave us this homework, here we are, to answer the call. And uh, for some of you who doesn't know my personal testimony, I became a Christian at a very young age, at age 13. The first persecution came the same as my brother from my mom and from my dad. They are asking me, I was born a Christian. I told them, no, I just came a Christian a week ago when I gave my life to the Lord. Before that, I passed through many hard things, and uh, uh, he haven't touched it also about the witchcraft, what we have in Africa, in India. Uh, some of you from Africa or who have been in Africa, you know that. Uh, we have people who is starting fire, who is doing so many kind of witchcrafting. I came from that kind of background. I'm struggling when I'm young to live. Uh, up to age uh, 10, uh, I try to commit suicide always. I don't know my identity, who I am. I'm looking for love, for acceptance. I didn't get all that from my mom, from my dad. They are very rich people. My dad was a governor, and we have everything. I, I don't have uh, a problem to live, but I don't have that satisfaction inside here. I don't have that peace, what I have today. Then at age 13, somebody took me to the mission campground, and then I heard about Jesus for the first time. I gave my life, and when I came home after a week, my mom found out I became calmed down and my character completely changed. I am fighting before that with people. I am very rebellion. And uh, when I became good, they said, what happened to you? Then I told them how Jesus changed my life and how I became a Christian. They are not understanding. They are asking me not to go back to the church and to deny this book. We have a Bible in the house, but we can't read it. We just kiss the outside. He came from Islam background. I came from Christian background. Some of you, you are born in Christian family. Praise God about that. But do you know Jesus Christ as a personal Savior by yourself? Do you understand what it means, God? Really use this opportunity. To find out who is Jesus. Otherwise you can't stand on the trial. Sure indeed for many years I'm saying this. Persecution is going to come. Uh, after. Uh, I don't know how long we are going to preach about marriage in the church. I don't know how long we are going to preach abortion is sin. I don't know. Americans, uh, you know, I got in this church for the first time to understand what it means freedom. Somebody cried and came and gave me a key, a handcuffed key. He's a, he was a police before. 
and he got that key on he, with him, and then he brought and he gave me, this is the freedom, what we have, he said. Sure indeed. Do you understand what kind of freedom do you have? We are going to lose it one by one, you know? And uh, persecution is really not a thing what we want to see. Uh, our country passed through persecution for 17 years. Uh, he's not mentioned how they kill William Tolbert. They pull his eye before they killed him, Samuel Doe. Young president, he is a surgeon and he became a revolutionary president for Liberia and he started to kill these distinguished, well-educated people. You know, Afri from Africa, Liberia and Ethiopia is the only country who is not colonized. Liberia was founded by American slaves who went back and started that country from the scratch. Ethiopia is just fighting, and we have this uh, ego, you know, this, uh, <laughs> we can't put ourselves down, whatever. We say me. We are the same people, Liberia and Ethiopia. There is some reason why we are here this morning. For many years, they keep that freedom, and here, Communist Party came and took place, and they... Civil war started in Liberia. Why I'm telling you this, soon we are going to lose our freedom here, in this nation, if we are not working, if we are not prayed today. But what is the church is going to do? What you want to do? What we are going to do to keep this freedom? The only thing is to pray, to seek God, and to obey this word and to evangelize this nation and to send a missionary and to be a missionary to answer the great commission um, you know last week I send something. Always we are sending some of you who is not getting email from us. Um, give me your email address and the daily we are, weekly we are sending a prayer request and also an encouragement word. And last week the Lord gave me this word. And uh, this is what the Lord just gave me. I don't know what it means to you. This is what it said in the book of Matthew Chapter 28, verse 20, the last verse, it said, Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, uh, and uh, I am with you always to the close of the age. Up to the end, it said, in the other meaning, in other translation. I am with you. You know, where I was in prison, when I have been hung upside down and poured boiling oil over my feet, he is there. He is there. 
I speak boldly about the presence of God anywhere I go. You know, if you are asking me anything to encourage you today, this is what I tell to people. Know that God is with you. If you know anywhere, everywhere that he is with you, you are victorious. Always. I know there is a struggle. You know, they told me uh, three years ago, four, four years ago, that I'm going to die. Four years ago, a doctor put my wife and me and just he told us, I'm done. I said, it's okay with me. He looked at me, he said, are you crazy? Yes, I'm crazy. It's okay with me. If I go or if I leave, it's okay with me. I know he is with me. He's not forsaken me. The Lord who called me at age 13, when I was very young, since that time, he is with me. He is live inside me. How many of you know that he is with you? Is that okay with you today if he call you now after a minute? Or you are still struggling, you want to leave, you know, just I have a big problem with the people to pray. I have a problem. I'm asking for a people if this sickness is going to take you home, what's your choice? What's your choice? The doctors, they will tell you what they see on that instrument. What your blood is telling them. I'm daily measuring my blood sugar. They are asking me to be careful. What I eat, what I drink. For some reason, I'm not, you know, I quit to drink soft drink almost uh, uh, when I was 35, something like that. Not to use any sugar. I'm drinking tea or coffee without sugar a long time ago. But still, my blood sugar is going up and down. I don't know the reason. How many of you are ready today that you are going home? There is no any security anywhere. In the mall or at school, at the hospital. In, in Maryland, when we live in Virginia, in Maryland, inside the hospital, his mother, she is... 87 years old, diagnosed from cancer. 87 years old. Her 62-year-old son get mad about that. He went out and he bought a gun and he came back. He shot his mom. He shot her doctor. And he killed himself. Are you ready? Anytime. That's what Jesus told to his disciples. I tell to people, I make it clear. I am leaving here. My casket is ready. That's my life. I am ready to go into that casket. 
What's your life? The reason I said that, he is with me through that battle. Through your battle now, they diagnosed you from cancer. That's what you told me. He is with you. He is there. He knows. He knows. Uh, hardly, I'm not saying this word to people. Romans 8.28 The split of the church is for good. I have not said that to you. It's kind of divorce, the split of a church. I can't say divorce is really good. How I am going to say that? Buried my son, my baby. It's for good? How? It's very difficult to understand that verse. Romans 8.28 It took me 10 years for me to understand that word. God needs to reveal that to you. And still, it's for good. I tell you this and I will close. A woman traveling from Great Britain in olden days, she took a ship and she is traveling to see her alive daughter with her grandbaby here in America. She started her journey from Great Britain and she lost her daughter two years ago. She got only two children. One married and came here and live in America. And she went to see her grandbaby and she starts this journey. In the middle of their journey, the big storm came and they can't make it. And the captain announced that to the whole travelers and uh, some people, they are worried and they are starting to pray. And she is calm and she is peaceful. And one of the workers, he saw her folding her clothes and, you know, she is acting normal. And he said, do you know what is going on? She said, yes, I know. We are going to die or we are going to make it. And you are very calm and you are peaceful. She said, both way is okay with me. Is both way is okay with you this morning? What is your plan for 2013? I love when people are asking me to make my agenda. I love it. It's the busiest time, you know, the past two, three weeks, making our uh, uh, <laughs> budget and everything. <laughs> and I walked to one of my <laughs> partner office and he said, did you prepare that budget and everything? I said, Mike, do you know if we pass this week and uh, we continue next week? He looked at me and said, what do you mean, Gaetana? Yeah, just, it's good to prepare everything. It's good to have a budget. It's good to just schedule a meeting on everything. But let you know. Do you remember three, four weeks ago what it happened at Connecticut? 20 innocent children. First graders. Whom they have a big dream. 
follow the rhythm of God? Do you follow what the Holy Spirit is said to the church? It's a time to wake up. Anywhere you have been, inside this church or outside this church, there is no any security. The freedom of America is jeopardized, which we are proudful. The great country, the big country, a Christian country, it was jeopardized. We are in a big, a big wake-up time call. We need to wake up. We need to redeem the time. What is the Holy Spirit telling you? What is the rhythm of God will tell you? What is God saying to his church, to his people? Who called by his name? What is telling you, young, adult, elderly people, whoever you are? It's time to wake up, to repent, and to return back to God. To ask God, what's next? And let you know, he's on his way. He is on his way. It's a big urgency. We have people who doesn't know him. Do you know, in that classroom, there is 21 children? Do you know there is 21 children? Only one child came out from that rampage? This is what she said in a, a breaking language. I pretend dead in the midst of 20 children. She came to her mom. She said, Mom, I pretend dead. All of them are dead. I haven't get the bullet. Why she left? Why? What is the Holy Spirit talking to you? What's your plan for 2013? You want to sit down the same semo semo? You want to continue the same way? Hating somebody? Not forgiving somebody? Sometimes I am struggling to forgive myself. Which God forgave me for many, many years ago. Still... Don't listen to your brain. Listen what your gut is going to say to you. And there is urgency. There is people who is dying outside there without Jesus. Without him. The main thing we are called. My brother said, I said it also. We are called to be the light and to be the salt. And let you know 
with what kind of battle you are passing, I don't know. But I know my battle. I know my struggle. But here, God said, I am with you still. He is with you. He is with you. He is with us. He is not for a minute forsaken me or leaving me alone. All this, 45 years. I'm 58 now. I became to know him at age 13. For all these 45 years, if I call his name or not, he is there. He is not leaving me. He is not forsaking me. He is not even judging me. Always he loves me. 45 years. A good friend. A good dad. A good lover. My soul lover. Who loves me. Who was born in manger. Died on the cross. Resurrected. Interceding for me and for you. In the right hand of the Father. 724. He is not tired of me. He is not tired of you. He still loves you. He is ready to come. To take me home. Or to call me home. I don't know when he is going to call me. But I know one thing. He is with me. He is with you. Thank you. I am not ready for this. But. God knows what he is doing. God bless you. We love you. And come and visit us please. Midland is not very far. We have one room always reserved for you guys. Thank you. Uh, praise God. I want us to pray for Cindy. Is that okay? Greg, I'd like to pray for you. Can we pray for you, Greg? Come up here. Anybody else that's struggling with um, sickness or battling in their body? You know, Greg, uh, for all practical purposes, should be dead right now. And he's still struggling from the effects of the, his bout with meningitis. And we're going to believe God for a miracle for him. And for Cindy and anyone else that would like prayer, please come.